to a new episode of uh, what I called it Crisis of Infinite Reviews, our weekly recap of the CW shows. But I think my man uh, Milton's got a better name for it. what? What'd you call it, Mac? Uh, I was saying, sorry, I had, I had a little playback. I was saying we should call it Countdown to Crisis, you know, plays off the original story. There you go. Crown, countdown of Crisis of Infinite Review. <laughs> We're going to work on the title. <laughs> countdown basically, to Crisis of Infinite Earths. That's what it There you be. go. So yeah. basically, it's a weekly recap of all the CW superhero shows that are going to be leading up to the giant crisis event. The reason we're doing that this year, because this is the by far the biggest event ever, uh, Arrow's gonna die. I'm not, you know, well, it's the last season, but you know, um, so we're gonna we're gonna really try to give you a quick recap, uh, give a quick review, and then we'll tell you if any of all of them how they lead into the crisis event that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And we won't be doing yesterday's episode, so right. we're gonna try to do this Monday, but we're gonna do so from last week's shows up to um, Friday, Thursday, or Friday. So yeah. basically, our week starts on Sunday. So basically, yesterday's shows will be on next Monday's show. Does that make sense? Right. So we'll just do week weekly. So like we have all the week one or episodes issues, almost an issues. Week one episodes right now, and then next time we do it, it will be week two. Yeah. So uh, and for those who are on Facebook, sh shout out to you. We are uh, live on Facebook as well. So we're simulcasting live on YouTube. And live on Facebook. This is a first for us on the Lords. Uh, and uh, hey, man, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I don't think we've ever done this before. So anyway, shout out to my man. If you guys don't know, say what's up to Milton the Manimal. What's up, everyone? Glad to be here. You know, we've been kind of talking about this for a little bit, TiVo and I. Um, hopefully, you know, as we keep going with this, we'll get, you know, Nemesis and Otto and Ryan eventually when he gets from his back from his backyotomy he'll be back yeah. in the mix. so yeah i want to also say um manimal is going to be stepping up full-time or part-time for dark side jedi unfortunately dark side jedi man he has to get back surgery again man so uh, he'll be there in spirit uh, he can peep us out in the live chat but he's just back is just messed up i don't know if anybody's ever had back surgery man it's not a it's I, not a pleasant thing to go through man i actually had back surgery back in 2009 man yeah it sucks dude yeah but you were young yeah i was young now i'm Mine's old Ryan's an old motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, um, best uh, you know, best wishes out there for Ryan. You guys, if you follow him on Instagram, drop him a line, give him best wishes as well. Yeah. So, um, shout out to everybody in the live chat. Shout out to everybody on Facebook, man. This is kind of cool, man. We have I've never gone live on Facebook before, so this is kind of cool. Um, shout out to let me see because I believe in in Streamer. Like I see everybody in the live chat. That's both on Facebook and on YouTube. So shout out to Sith Lordly, Jay Salsa, Matt Forge, Johnny Dakota, Sound of Metal asks, uh, Milton, you still reading Image Comics Die? Go ahead and answer that, buddy. Yeah, man. Die has been one of the uh, sleeper hits, I feel like, of this year. When I first picked that up, I loved it. Um, the first arc was amazing. I will say these uh, last couple, this second arc has slipped a little bit, but I still think it's, it's a great run. He honestly has really catapulted, um, and I might murder his name, Kieran Gillen as one of my probably my current favorite writer right now. I love his stuff. I love that. Um, is die the same as die, die, die? No, die, 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 die is Kirkman, Robert Kirkman, right? Kirkman, yeah. yeah. Kieran Gillen's is die. It's more of like a Dungeons and Dragons, dark fantasy, adult themed. It's awesome. It's really, really good. I may have to peep that out, man. So you will. it's um, about eight issues out, I think eight or nine. 
Yeah, I got to catch up on my stuff, man. So, yeah, we got so, uh, so get all the announcements out of the way. Shout out to Jane Guy One, my man, John Wynn, my cousin. Um, so we're going to be going live Wednesday. We got a Black Knight report with a short long term spec and some cool news. And major, major announcement is coming this weekend, man. So big that I'm probably going to pre record it. Uh, it's a, a collaboration with two other huge YouTube channels, and it's going to be a three part story on the marvel multiverse in the mcu so oh so almost kind of your little uh, your own little crisis on infinite earths huh or crisis Crisis on on youtube channel yeah so stay tuned for that man it's going to be huge so make sure you subscribe hit that notification button because saturday is going to go live you want to hit the notification button because it's going to it's going to be a three-part series i'm going to be one of the parts i'm getting all i'm going to read all three parts to see which ones i like the most and then Mm -hmm. we're going to go with it uh so let's go so if we go in chronological order of the cw shows what started first it would have been flash what started last girl Batwoman Supergirl, and all right. Flash, yeah. So I stopped watching Supergirl last year. Why don't you give the folks a quick breakdown of what happened prior, uh, I guess, the season finale of last season leading up to the first season of this one. And I'll throw a nice little Sounds Supergirl good. banner up there because she's so goddamn hot. Yeah, so Supergirl ended last season with uh, the arc with Lex Luthor. We had the Red Daughter. They adapted the whole Red Sun storyline. We had Red Daughter take in effect, Supergirl goes up against her clone or whatever, but mainly against Lex Luthor. But where that actually ties into this crisis on Infinite Earths moving forward is at the very end of the episode, we see the Monitor show up. And he does two things that are going to be important, I feel like, moving forward to this. And it's the first one is he brings in John Jones's brother, his evil twin, if you will, and introduces him into the world of Supergirl, which I'll talk about in terms of this first episode of season six i believe this season yeah then the other big thing he does is he shows up and takes lex luther's body which we have kind of heard there was some talk about that we that's might john crier right yeah that's john crier's lex luther yeah okay and we heard that he may be making an appearance as well in this crisis on infinite earth so we'll see so that was kind of kind of a big deal in terms of this crisis thing monitor showing up so that's what you need to know from supergirl finale of season five and then so Supergirl, uh, so last week we had Supergirl, we had Batwoman, and we had Flash. Those are the only right. three, correct? All right. Yes. So I would say in chronological order, it was Supergirl, Batwoman, then Flash? Correct. So what happened on the Supergirl season premiere of this show? So season premiere, like I said, is you're going to see these, uh, the villain of Martian Manhunter's twin brother showing up. He's kind of showing himself to be um, maybe an early villain for this season. We also see... Lena Luther from the effects of last season finding out that uh, Cara Danvers is actually Supergirl. She's tending to become a little bit more like Lex Luther. Kind of maybe yeah, she's people. starting to lean dark. I saw that. That right. That, it was you it see was the one dream like sequence a, you had the the dream sequence. Um, right. Yeah. No. 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 Was the dream sequence last night or was that last week? It, well, she's kind of been doing it for the past past two episodes where she goes uh, with okay. like simulacro or I don't know. I can't say the word simulacrum or uh, like simulation. <laughs> yeah. Sim- yeah. Simulacron, exactly. right? It's Simulcron, basically yeah. a cron simulator. Yeah, I can't say it either. And it's her going up against Supergirl. So it's really, honestly, I was kind of talking to someone else about this, that it kind of seems like it's um, a ripoff of the Smallville where, you know, Lex and Clark are best friends. And then he finds out that he's been lying to him and then he breaks bad and she holds it against him. It's like, yo, get over it. Your best friend is Supergirl. That's not a bad thing. So yeah relax with the anger but um so supergirl episode one didn't really get a lot of crisis stuff outside of the uh, martian manhunters twin brothers showing up in the universe but um 
someone did mention we did see Supergirl now wears pants. She doesn't have a skirt, so we we've moved past the cheerleading outfit. Um, but still not a bad episode. You know, a lot of Martian Manhunter, which in my opinion is the best thing about Supergirl. So yeah, I mean, I, the first season I watched Supergirl, I was really stoked because they had a lot of different characters. A lot of remember they had the Legion character, uh, yeah. Legion of Super Friends on there. Um, and some other things. And then I started, it started petering out for me because it was leaning, you know, I understand what the demographic is, right? right? It was leaning a lot toward her and her sister and the whole family dynamic. But, mm -hmm. uh, and then last year they had like the weird, uh, Kryptonian and then the weird other chick. And there's a new villain. Who's the new villain that pops up for this season? Have they said who she is yet? Well, so the two new characters we got were the Martian Manhunter's twin brother, who's kind of like the villain right now. We see Lena is doing some stuff in the background. Um, in this previous, wait, I don't want to give spoilers for this yesterday's episode. Yeah, so no, try to, yeah, that's what we got to try no, to remember because right. what I saw last night, I don't want to talk. And about then, that. Um, but another character is we see a new person take over of Catco um, International or Catco Media, whatever it is. And yeah. but it's a human who's like created some new technology that. She's kind of a, a B word, so we'll see how that goes. But is what's her name still in it? The 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 boss of Catco is she still in no, it? No, she, she left. She, she left she when they a, switched the over switched over from to Lex, right? No, no, no. It had to do with the the companies, bro. After the first season and the second season, and they had That's to downgrade. Right. Um, what was the big drama back then? Do you remember? No, yeah, I remember because it was, it was it uh, industries. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen like took over editor chief because she was a big actress. They uh, weren't gonna pay her. Yeah, yeah, she's a big actor. What was her name? Uh, Calista Flockhart. Or yeah, right. Harrison she, I, was like, I was like, man, that's a Supergirl score by getting such a actress of you know her prominence to be on there. Yeah. Um, so before we move on to uh, the next um, show, which would be uh, the the actual premiere of Batwoman. I got something for you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, could I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! That's right, boys and girls. I, you know what? I can't, when I go live, people send me stuff and I have to go live with this right now. I'm getting this scoop. I uh, wasn't planning on using this till later this month as part of uh, a crossover event that we're going to be breaking news, but news and cycles leaks happen so quickly. Uh, for what I've been told, Deadpool will be handled like this in the MCU, which is what most fans realistically hope for. His solo movies will still be rated R. The huge difference is they'll be produced by Kevin Feige from Marvel Studios, but released under the Fox banner. There was rage bait about Disney toning them down after Fox acquisition, but I was again trying to calm people down. When Deadpool appears in other Heroes MCU films, though, he will be going as PG-13. So if we see Deadpool in an Avengers movie or Spider-Man crossover, he will be PG-13. When Deadpool goes solo, he will continue to be rated R under Fox Searchlight. They still have these uh, studios. That's good. Uh, there's and this is honestly completely in line with his comic book appearances. If you notice, Deadpool crosses over into other comic books. I mean, even his comic books aren't even that R-rated. You know what I mean? Not anymore, Fox, no. Fox made the decision to make it R-rated for really no good reason at all. But in most, for, for most parts, he's PG-13. Um, and honestly, it's completely in line with the comic book. It's like seeing the Punisher and Spider-Man comic book without the blood and witnessing him in the gory, gory glory of the Max title from Mark Garth Ennis. Max, of course, is the adult kind of Marvel line. Um, 
Uh, let's see. All credit to Timbo and my colleague, the Black Knight, for breaking this on the Lords of Longbox months ago. The plan, which is the always subject to change, was to have Deadpool make his MCU debut in a post-credit scene in the Black Widow with Taskmaster. You guys are welcome. Ooh. I helped with this report as well and can verify it. Your flying is ointment, Mikey Sutton. So for those who have been watching the channel, about a month ago, maybe two months ago, I teased that the first mutants in the MCU would appear in the Black Widow. And people took that as all kinds of other things when I was really alluding. Well, I didn't say mutants. I said the first Fox properties and people immediately started. I was, thought I was talking about mutants, but no, I was actually talking about Deadpool. Deadpool's going to appear in a Black Widow end credit scene in a bar talking to Taskmaster. I remember so, when you said that. I thought that was actually very, that's a great introduction. Because if you think about too, it, it's a shout out kind of. He's making fun of Tony right. Stark. And if course, you saw perfect. today, Ryan Reynolds put up a picture. Let me see if I can pull up the picture. Ryan Reynolds put up a picture of him in front of Marvel Studios saying, I I, yeah. I, I'm, I I read for the role of Anthony Stark. So there you go. We just got confirmation that he will appear in the end credit scene with Taskmaster. And we told you there's going to be a Black Widow 2 movie. So uh, there you go, man. Just to confirm that scoop that we did about a month ago, Deadpool will appear in the end credit scene for Black Widow. He's going to talk to Taskmaster in a barn. If you remember, that's one of the. I want to say that's the first end credit scene ever in the MCU because it was at the end of Hulk where Iron Man meets up with Thunderbolt Ross in the bar, right? right. Yeah, Incredible yeah. Hulk, yeah. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Sorry, <laughs> man. I, had to, I told you, anytime I get news, I'd break in with that. So um, now, uh, so let's talk about the premiere of Batwoman, which yeah. I really, I really enjoyed. I don't know okay. about you, but it had a very cinematic sense to it they were purposely trying to invoke nolan in these shots very wide uh -huh. shots of like gotham and the buildings when they showed her like you know what because you know why i just saw the entire dark knight trilogy again because they showed it on tnt like uh last weekend yeah i watched the entire thing like when they follow batman on his motorcycle and the way they film it they sh mm -hmm. it, the way it's shot and even the city i was like man this is they're really trying to evoke uh nolan's uh cinematography in this and so we got to meet uh what's her name? K what's her first name? I know Kate her last Kane. name. Yeah, I know her last name is Kane because you know Gil Kane, you know, all that. Um, so it definitely seems like this happens way before when we saw her last time, last year, right? When right. she was in full bone red hair wig and everything else. So this is when she's first finding out. Uh spoiler for those who haven't seen the first episode of Batwoman. Uh, we're gonna talk about the first episode, which was last week. She comes back into town. Her father basically owns a private security firm that is pretty much in hand with the, the Gotham City Police Department. Um, they're called Crows. So if you ever heard the word Crows, that's the name of the company that her father owns. Her, so it looks like they're going to be using Batwoman like the arrow, which I hope they don't do too much, was a, a bunch of flashbacks. You, you get that sense, right? That it's like arrow flashing back to the island. Yeah, like kind of, yeah. Through. Well, you know, hopefully not as much. It just seemed like it was in terms of like, you know, her relationships with people, which was good, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed it. So we get to meet her going on to, um, it looks like old Gotham's uh, maybe corporate headquarters where Lucius Fox's son still works as security guard yeah, for an abandoned building. Wayne, Wayne Manor or Wayne yeah. uh, Enterprise. Wayne Enterprise, like their corporate offices, right? And, and so uh, we get to meet, uh, what's his name? Luke Fox. Know, Luke Fox, right? So this is, if you don't know, Lucius Fox is the character played by Morgan Freeman in the Nolan series. So he apparently is one of the few people that know the secret that Bruce Wayne is indeed Batman. Uh, so in the shot here, you see she comes in and says, she, she, 
she she remembers there's an object on the desk that moves right what was it uh yeah, it was the pearls it was, the pearls. It it was, was that guy bruce's mother the pearls were like uncle ben in the goddamn dc universe you can't <laughs> right? get yeah. away from the pearls we saw the pearls again in the joker if you haven't seen the joker yet the pearls are there by the way if we i mean the kents are just are the way the Waynes just get killed all the time. It's like poor Uncle Ben getting killed all the time. Um, so I really like the first episode. What I don't like is the costume. The costume looks whack on her. The I don't the I mean I think it's on purpose because it was built for a man, right? You know they keep on hitting you over the head with that. But oh I don't God, think it, they do because we know how good she looks in the Batwoman outfit from last uh, season's uh, uh, Arrowverse event. Remember when she, they run into Batwoman? Because obviously the, the cowl is too big for her head. And she right. got a big ass head too. But <laughs> uh, but it was what did you think of Batwoman? Two, and two, was there any crisis uh, any crisis, I guess, tie-ins to it at all? I didn't sense any. So my initial thoughts on Batwoman was I thought, I tried to go into I was not looking forward, it to, forward to it to be honest. I I was really only going to watch it because I knew it's supposed to play into crisis. So I wanted to have some lead up going into crisis. Um, so I kind of tried to go into it with an open mind. It wasn't horrible. But my big thing is Batwoman has never been part of the Bat family. So really all you're doing here is you are making a female Batman. And that's never been Batwoman's storyline. She's always operated on her own. She doesn't operate out of a bat cave. She doesn't have a Luke Fox. You know, I'd love to see Luke Fox become Batwing. That would be awesome. But it's and just we're talking, very much like we're talking the modern version of Batwoman. We're not talking Batgirl. We're talking no, no, Bat. Right. Yeah. Kane is, just so Kane no, is just so the people. Also. Yeah. So why don't you explain to our viewers? I mean, who aren't familiar with the modern yeah. DC comics and who Batwoman is, because she's a totally different character. Correct. People think that it's the same as Batgirl. I want you to break it down for them. So there has been a couple iterations, you know, of course, DC's Golden Age, Silver Age, and, and how the characters kind of mix and match there. But as we're moving forward to like New 52 era, Batwoman is the cousin of Bruce Wayne, Kate Kane, on the on his mother's side. And she is very much her own person. She is a military guy or military girl who her father was a military man. She's very structured like that. Of course, she's always been a lesbian in the storyline, which is important for her character as well. But she very much has not been part of the Bat family, notoriously so. In fact, the only time she recently was part of the Bat family was in James Tinney and the Fourth's recent run on Detective Comics, which I will tell you is an awesome run, where she kind of is, Batman get, goes to her and has her lead the team somewhat to train these new, or not new, but younger iteration of the yeah, Batman. The first exposure I had to this iteration of Batwoman with the red, I always thought it was a hair, but apparently it's a wig. Uh, yes. Was there was an animated movie that had basically the Bat Family in it? Um, do you remember that one? And it yeah, had this Bad version Blood. of Batwoman. Yeah, um, I got it right here. Actually, yeah, it's uh, Batman Bad Blood, and it has Batwing. It has Damian Wayne, Nightwing, and Batwoman. That's a great oh, one. Put it up on camera so people can see. Yeah, that's actually not bad. That's one of the better ones where I actually uh, enjoyed the story and the animation. Because a lot of times on DC films, you get one or the other. You don't get both. Like, right. uh, like uh, God Awful, Batman Ninja. Oh, my God. That was oh, absolutely yeah. but that Batman dribble, but the, but the graphics were awesome on that. But I thought the story was just God Awful. All right, yeah. go ahead. Continue about the... So my opinion on the show, it, it was good, man. Like I said, it was slow. Um, not slow. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. It was It was good. And then the villain we had, you know, it very much ties into her story, which is pretty great as well. Um, we have Alice show up, which is not your iteration of Alice from, you know, the Alice in Wonderland type stuff. And it ends up being 
I mean, we're going into spoilers here, right? Yep. Because so this is last week. We're not talking about last night's episode. Right. So Alice ends up being her missing half or uh, twin sister. So we do see some import to the character who's going to be the running villain moving forward. We kind of get some backstory on why she is so angry at Batman, which we find out she blames for the loss of him. And yeah, but uh, it's almost him. like I can't wait to talk about last night's episode next week because oh, it I really it I didn't get a chance. Oh, wait till you watch last night's episode because it really um it, it the, the ending of it is is a major plot change yeah. to it, and you're gonna be like, ah, that makes it because before you're just like why are these certain characters acting this way? And then right. at the end of last night's episode, you'll find out why I think it, you're going to be like, Oh, this just made it. Cause I thought the same thing. And I was like, uh, and then, Oh, and then last night I was like, Oh, it took a turn for the better. So I watched last night's and we're, now we got to wait a whole damn week to talk about something we really like. So pilots uh, are always notoriously horrible too. Have you noticed that they're just like, bad. It all, <laughs> it all depends. sometimes it goes the exact opposite. They blow their wad on the pilot. Yeah, all their blow, all their budget, and the rest of the series is junk. Uh, I wanted to say that's like the Inhumans, but the entire thing of Inhumans sucks. So right. It's like, all right. So the next one, and I would say, well, wait, is so in terms of oh, in terms ahead. of crisis, in terms of crisis, we got no no tie-ins, right? That I noticed, yeah, no tie-ins at all, because okay. this. I don't know how Batwoman is going to tie in because it had, to me, well, it's in a different timeline, different world altogether. Different but world, if you remember yeah. last season when Arrowverse ran into her, she was full-blown Batwoman already with the new costume. So this one looks like it's already in the past already. But she seems to be doing a monologue that could be past tense. I don't know, man. We'll see. Right, as, we might as the, move as we get to her role in in Crisis. We might catch up with last year's event. Like she might be at that point, maybe. Yeah, and maybe it'll yeah. move fast. Yeah, and this show will only be about thirty minutes long, but as as the season goes on, and because remember, Arrow hasn't started, and right. uh, and um, what's that? The leagues of uh, well, that doesn't start till the crisis, so we're good on that. Perfect. Yeah, because yeah. Arrow, I think, starts pretty soon this week. You know what's oh, interesting? Oh. We're going to talk about Flash next. Um, but what I uh, well, let's talk about Flash next, which had its it. uh, premiere, which is one of my more favorite CW shows. It's, yeah, it's been definitely one of the better. Yeah, it's been consistent throughout the years. Arrow has kind of gone weird, and at least Flash is the most, I would say, comic booky of the shows, right? I mean, and I think that's Cisco is the one that does it because he's basically name dropping. He name drops Marvel stuff inside the show. That's what's so awesome about right. uh, the Flash. But so for those who didn't watch the Flash last season, why don't you catch them up? I watched the Flash last season, but I think you have a better memory than I did of, of recapping what happened. All I know is something happened. <laughs> daughter was gone and this this episode they moped about it the entire damn episode yeah so we had the villain last season was man i can't remember the locust or something like that or it was some kind of insect i can't remember and his daughter had shown up from the future but because they retconned some stuff she basically got wiped out of existence and the big thing was that it sped up the crisis so the crisis was supposed to be in the future and this is what i thought was really cool about this show not only did they change the date to 2019, but in this first episode, the monitor shows up and tells them it's December 10th, 2019, which is the ba date. Yeah, basically, it's going to time up exactly real time yeah. when we watch when we watch when we watch this back in December because it runs awesome. through December and January. Uh, there's going to be like a, a little Christmas break, and then there's two episodes in January, and then there's two episodes two episodes in December, and then two episodes in January. And yeah, so. I, you know, like I said, they they did a little too much moping around uh, Iris and Flash about the daughter that they haven't yet had yet. That's uh, no longer around. But you guys are going to have her again in the future. So, you know, I don't get that. But right. what and then there was the interesting um, 
kind of power of the guy with the black hole who's creating all these there was these fake speedsters remember they were yeah. they were walking around God but they speed. couldn't talk yeah you had all these you had some iterations of godspeed that show up but they're exactly. not God, they're not godspeed they're actually yeah they show up and they sound like they're talking through the old wireless modem you know or two cans yeah yeah that's exactly. what uh, cisco actually says yeah and then you had the um i don't want to say the villain but the um the villain of the episode, the incidental villain, if you will. And yeah. it's actually a pretty, not, I don't want to say a well-known character, but he's more of a Wally West character. It's uh, Runk is his name in the, in the comics. Yeah. And he becomes like a really close friend of uh, Wally West in his story. So basically, life. Flash has like a baddie of the week kind of formula, right? I mean, there's right. an overarching big baddie. And then there's a baddie of the week, kind of like a procedural cop drama where they just solve a crime every episode. But what I liked about this was it looks... Um, uh, the was the relationship between Frost and Elongated or Plastic Man, mm -hmm. right? How he kind of helped her, saying, "You know what? You need to have your own memories as Frost." And then right. you know the girl who's the opposite of Frost says, "You know what? Go out, just go out and experience the world," because she's always in in the background of uh, of the girl's head. I forgot her name, but basically, Killer, they say Killer Frost you need to go out and you kind of take over her and live your own life and have your own memories. And then at the end of the episode is where the we get the big reveal. Where the what's the name? The monitor. The monitor shows up and tells, basically gives that date and says that Flash can't escape his destiny and he will die. Yeah. So that's the big lead in. And what's interesting, if you guys have been watching the commercials for Arrow, it says the same thing. They said mm -hmm. for this to go on, Arrow must die or sacrifice himself. So I'm kind of curious if each one in their own uh, timeline are being told that they have to sacrifice. So well, so in the original story. Wasn't it both Supergirl and the Flash, Barry Allen, actually do die in that storyline? And the belief is when we had the crisis last season, Arrow took the place and basically said he will sacrifice himself for these two heroes. So it's very much a, a different take on the story where the original you had Barry and Kara dying. And this time we're probably going to have, looks like Oliver Queen dies, most likely. Yeah, so basically they have to use this crisis storyline with different characters of what they have available right, right. now. So, uh, and I would I would say this is easily easily the the biggest um, crossover that they've ever attempted on. I hate to call it the Arrowverse because to me it seems more like a Flashverse to me, but I guess Arrowverse just sounds better, and it's kind of an homage to O'Mel since he started this whole thing. Yeah, but you know this is it, the, yeah. now. Flash forward, since we are a very, we are a very fast social media networking society, and we like to be on top of everything. Today, Stephen Amell teased that he was going to be the Spectre in the Crisis. Ooh. So Stephen Amell teased something on Twitter, and he says, "Tired, need to take a break of the Spectre of the looming Crisis that's coming." But mm. he misspelled Spectre on purpose. Oh, or yeah, you were to, or it, correctly. It, if you were to spell Spectre the way he did, it would be S-P-E-C-T-O-R or E-R. Right. E he spelled it S-P-E-C-T-R-E, literally how the Spectre is spelled in the comic book. So immediately people started jumping all over the place and saying there's one site that actually confirmed that, yes, that Stephen Amell will be playing uh, a Spectre in uh, the crisis. So he's going to die and then become a Spectre. Maybe he'll come back and visit every now and then. But basically, Spectre is one of my favorite characters. So take that for what it is. Go on to Stephen Amell's Twitter account and look for that. He purposely misspelled Spectre for a reason. And some one of the geek sites ran with it and said they had heard from their sources that he will indeed be playing the Spectre, which I find uh, really interesting. I mean, I don't know. Maybe because they're both green. I don't know. The Spectre yeah, yeah, right? has a green coat. That's definitely a the theme only. in the DC universe, that's yeah. for sure.
So let's yes. talk. Let's talk some. Since we kind of covered the episodes, let's talk some of the more recent um, reveals we've had for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. So, so we, some of the things uh, we found out, kind of like what you just said. The only other thing I, I'll try, and you could chime in is uh, we also heard, and I'll let you take the Batman one, but I also read that Titans was going to be involved in the Crisis event. Man, now people before before you just run run wild with it, it can be anything. They could film a ten second scene, they could film a thirty second minute scene. We do, we only know we this is what we do know. There's only four episodes of it, right? It's going to be Batwoman, right. Flash. Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl so, five episodes, Supergirl five episodes and Supergirl. So yeah. uh, Black Lightning is going to be involved, but it's, his episodes won't have anything that are basically about it. So, but he'll Correct. he's going to appear. And now they said Titans will uh, uh, appear, which kind of ties in the the DC Universe universe into this. And what else did you find out? So we also saw it's kind of been revealed so mu- a little bit on online. We've seen the uh, the newspaper article that says. Billionaire Bruce Wayne marries socialite Selena Kyle, and it's the yeah that was cool. Of, uh, Michael Keaton is Batman, so that's kind of cool too. I mean, I don't think we'll actually see Michael Keaton make an appearance, but we're gonna get an homage to that, you know, a little shout out. Um, Inhuman Quake had something that I feel like you told us in a chat off scene, and I wanted to ask you about that, and I forgot to. All right, as long as we're not giving away any secrets. <laughs> Him saying Lucifer is confirmed for yes, yes. Um, so there was a site, it's a Canadian site because they film Arrow in Canada that has set pictures of the actor who plays Lucifer on set filming Crisis. So they are tying in everybody. Uh, so the if you don't know, Lucifer has been on Netflix for the last season at least, maybe yeah, I think at least one season, yeah, yeah, for at least one season. So now we have confirmation that Lucifer, Titans, and Michael Keaton, who's just a picture of him. So somewhere along the lines, you're gonna see. Uh, let me see if I can find it right quick. So why don't we use technology to our uh, advantage? There's yeah. Yeah. So we basically got- maybe didn't see that because honestly, it's going to be just that. And I think you'll see a lot of those. In fact, I think maybe the Titans that you're talking about, maybe we'll see like the version of the Titans Tower from DC Universe. I don't think you'll see the actors. I think you'll just see little Easter eggs. I feel like we're going to get a bunch of Easter eggs. Yeah. And I, which is cool. I think they I think should do more fan service like that. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe throwing some Legion, uh, super put it. Berlante is killing it for CW. I mean, right. say what you will about the DC EU or lack of it. I mean, Joker is definitely a good movie. That's so standalone. It doesn't even exist in anything DC related to the point where the director, Todd Phillips said, Todd Phillips really needs to shut up. Uh, the more he talks about the film, the more it's like, stop it, dude. It just makes it sound like you don't know what you were doing. He goes, I don't know. I left it open interpretation. So you could tell me what it means. Like, no, right. you're the director. You direct shit. Tell me what it means. So Henny's saying this Joker, somebody asked him, he goes, how can this Joker stand up to Batman? He goes, he goes, you're right. Uh, mentally and physically, he is no threat to Batman, but the real Joker probably got uh, motivated by like him to be inspired by him. Okay, he was inspired by. So the real Joker was inspired by this Joker. Uh, just leave which, it alone. You're right. Stop talking. You know, about just it. stop talking about it. Let us make up our own decisions because people are like saying, "Wait a second, this dude doesn't seem nearly as smart as the criminal mastermind Joker is." That was my problem. 
or physically, like you know, yeah, right? anybody yeah. can whoop one his ass. Just, well, I'll take. I'll say this: he took some beatings in that movie, which I was like, "How oh. did he survive those?" He was getting beat up by thirteen-year-olds, man. When they <laughs> took his sign, I was like, "Man, he was getting his ass whooped." But you know, so Todd Phillips had to come out and say, "Unfortunately, when they do these uh, their press tours, people are asking questions, and they're just like, man, it's Big social answer. media, man. Yeah, whatever you're gonna say is gonna be just dragged everywhere, and just just stop, you know, saying just like Martin Scorsese, just keep on talking shit about Marvel." Movies. Movies and then next you know, five years from now, he's going to be producing a Marvel film. Right. You know, so so it's Inhuman, like- Inhuman Quake brought up another thing that we did we didn't touch on. Yeah, that Ashley Scott, who plays Huntress in the original horrible Birds of Prey, is supposed to make an appearance in. I kind of like that Birds of Prey, man. I mean, you have to remember when it came yeah. out. When we it had came absolutely out, it nothing. Okay, but- we had absolutely we had mutant X and that yeah. it's, impo- it's impossible to watch now though. Yeah, oh yeah. But I remember back then, like at the very uh, the intro, it had the cameo of Batman in it, right? Mm-hmm. Every episode it, it teased you Batman. You're like, look, it kind of tied in, you know. So you had Oracle, you had Black Canary, and this was two Oracle. Oracle, like you know, uh, woman in a wheelchair, Oracle. Right. Um, and that was like the closest thing we had to like a comic book show. And this is like the mid early two thousands, I think. Correct. Uh, yeah. I don't, and it was it may have been like one of the first CW or W may even remember WB that it was, was a WB general, man yeah, yeah it was back WB. WB good lord yeah, yeah so so that's interesting hey man if you guys like this show uh, leave a comment after the show post make sure you subscribe so you get notified we're gonna try to do this Monday as a recap hopefully we're gonna get the rest of the guys on there thanks my man man I'm gonna join us he's gonna be joining us sure. again on this Wednesday make sure you subscribe and hit that notification button we got another live show. What a black night report. We got some more goodies for you. Uh, any last words, Manimal? No, nah, man. So yeah, let us know in the comments what you like about this. If you'd like to see us talk a little bit more about the episodes, a little less, any critique is always helpful. And appreciate Bad. you guys being here. And think of a name too. So um, I said- to Countdown to Infinite Crisis. All right. I have Crisis of Infinite Reviews. Manimal has Countdown to uh, Infinite Crisis. Uh, we could do Crisis of Infinite Countdowns, whatever, man. <laughs> After the video, leave a comment below and uh, what we should be titling this weekly recap of the CW superhero shows leading up to the Infinite Crisis. Until next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Bust it. Shake and bake and follow back. <laughs>